Quick producer note before we get into the program here, we had some audio issues with Parker's microphone, which stopped around 20 minutes. So fight through and we promise the content is very much worth it. Hello, and uh, it's time for another episode of Never Punt, Comma, Never Parlay, a show that focuses on uh, the game of college football, looking at it through the numbers of betting and through the lines and what that information can tell us. Uh, along the way, we'll talk college football, we'll talk best plays and have a lot of fun doing it. I am your host, Parker Fleming, and it does sound like my microphone's a little cracky, crackly, excuse me. So I'm going to introduce my co-host, Douglas Farmer, and um, ask him how he's doing today and then try to reset my mic. Doug, how are you? I'm doing well, Parker. This was uh, something we troubleshot before the show, so let's hope it, it troubleshoots just as easily. I'm doing well. I enjoyed today's research more than usual because the Mac is the Mac. We Everybody who loves college football loves Maction. It's what gets us through the middle of the week. And, yes, we're going to start today discussing the Big Ten, but then we're going to go into the Maction, and it's it's the real absurd parts of college football that, that bring us back. And, and if Parker gets back in here, eventually he's going to nod his head and go, yeah, we've – We've got notes here on coaches. It's it becomes an entire exercise just trying to understand the Mac and and that's its own. That's why we do this show. It's not just to discuss Michigan, who I'm not betting on today, but I very much thought about it. It's also to bet Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. We're going to cover all of the Michigans, and and that's that's our entire idea here at, at Never Punt, Never Parlay. Yeah, and I love that we give coverage to um, uh, inferring what you were saying there. I think we're on the same page. Love giving coverage uh, equally to the MAC as we do the Big Ten because, of course, uh, there's important football being played and there's there's value to be had and lessons to be learned uh, across all levels of college football. So I'd like to get the opportunity to do that. And I'm excited to dive in today. Before we do that very quickly, just do note, we are part of The Hammer, um, which is a network of content for people who are interested in sports and in betting. Certainly you want to check out those other shows. Want to give a quick plug out to uh, our, our, our kind of counter our, uh, counterpart show um, on the uh, Hit the Books YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there. That's where you'll get all of our plays. And then uh, you'll get Brad Powers and Joey Nish on the um, uh, on, on the main feed as well. So uh, a lot of good content on our YouTube channel. And we're certainly fortunate to be part of the hammer and to be here. Um, with that being said, um, Douglas, let's get into some bets. How about that? Uh, let's start. Let's, yeah, with let's the Big get Ten. the Big Ten. I, Parker, I want to make one thing clear. We're discussing the Big Ten. Our show colors are black and yellow, black and gold. We are called Never Punt, Never Parley. This was unintentional Iowa trolling. Everything we're going to say today is intentional, but the colors lining up with Never Punt, we're sorry, Hawkeyes fans. We didn't mean to be this cruel. We honestly, but you did punt an average of more than six times per game last year. So you get what's coming to you. Absolutely. And I think at some point the Iowa folks love punting. And uh, yeah, this is just one of those little things that God lined up for us. So uh, glad it is that way. Um, Douglas, Big Ten, let's start like we're going to do most weeks. We're going to start with some totals and we're going to start with a, a flyer and then we're going to hit some futures. So why don't you go ahead and um, start me with a, a, a total you like uh, in the Big Ten? Anybody who grew up with me will be surprised to hear me back Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin, surrounded by Wisconsin fans. I was not a Wisconsin fan, and they're the kind of folk in that state, my home state, where if you're not a Wisconsin fan, you are a Wisconsin enemy. And that was how I grew up. Not a huge fan of the Badgers as a result. But looking at this season, they're bringing in Luke Fickle. They're bringing in Phil Longo as offensive coordinator. And this is an offense that already has maybe the best running back in the country, one of the best running backs in the country in Braylon Allen. And I know some people are going to hear 
Phil Longo, former North Carolina offensive coordinator, and a running back doesn't mix. That's a mistake. If you look back at uh, the, the 2019 and 2020 seasons, North Carolina had that dy- dynamic duo running backs, Javante Williams and Michael Carter. If you take their two seasons combined, those two averaged per game 103 rushing yards on 19 carries per week. Braylon Allen's not going to have 2,400 yards and 20 touchdowns this season, but Phil Longo will set him up to succeed. Is Tanner Mordecai going to be better than Graham Mertz? That's a low bar to clear. So when you have those aspects, you've got a power running back, which if you want to play Camp Randall, you need a running back in the band. They've got that. Last year they went just one and three and one score games. I think that combination flips it over of eight and a half, neg 130 at DraftKings. I'm very comfortable with that number. They're going to be favored in 10 games minimum. They'll be a two-possession underdog against Ohio State. I'm suspecting like right now they'd be a pick at Minnesota to close the season. But when you're going to be favored in 10 and a half games and the over-under is eight and a half wins, I don't know that the math is that difficult. I totally love that. Uh, that 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 Wisconsin play is, is great. And I love that point you make about, uh, I, you know, you hear me talk about the rushing floor all the time with these teams. And I think having Braylon Allen certainly takes an offense like Phil Longo's that is uh, often boom and bust and certainly gives you a lot higher of a floor on a down-to-down basis because you'll be able to um, get in and out very easily. I'll point out two things before we move on to your to your next back here with Michigan State. One, um, did you see uh, the video of Braylon Allen? I got to shout out my fellow weightlifting man. Uh, he, he was cleaning 405 and then he commented and said, this is two years ago. You should see what I can do now. Love it. Love the energy. Big season out of Braylon Allen. Absolutely guaranteed here. He is, he is that kind of running back and it's, it's fun to watch, especially because the Badgers fans embrace that lifestyle. They return four offensive line starters and they have two Cincinnati offensive line transfers. I'm generally low on offensive line transfers, but when it's players coming with a coach, to me, that's a different type of dynamic. That, that works for me, and that furthers this thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, secondly, interested in some of those lines, and we'll talk about this on the show, Jim Leonard just signed on as a senior defensive analyst with Illinois. A lot of inter, inter and Big West uh, squabbles there. There might be some ramifications with game planning and, and always that, that big mo, the motivation factor that we'll talk about sometimes. Now, if you want, I can jump on to my other Pretty confident win total, and it's it's a piece of my summer research so far. I'm not as far into September prep as I'd like to be because it's still July. But one of my notes at this point is Michigan State team total opposing overs. The defense is still trash. The defensive backfield is still trash. And if I have that note already in mid to late July, you know I'm going to end up on the Michigan State under. It's available at under five plus 110 at Circus Sports. And I don't know where the fifth win comes from. Sure, you're going to beat Central Michigan and you're going to beat Richmond in your non-con. And you've got Rutgers, Indiana, and Maryland as three winnable games in the Big Ten. But you have to win all three of those in all of reality because you don't get Purdue, you don't get Northwestern. And the other six games that Michigan State's going to have in the Big Ten are all games where they're going to be notable underdogs. To further this thought, Michigan State has only three true Big Ten home games this year. New quarterback, new receiver. Uh, Mel Tucker's expensive contract is going to feel more and more and more expensive. I will enjoy making money off him as much as he doesn't enjoy making money the next few years. Although I will say I would rather hate making as much money as he does because, you know, $90 million is worth a little bit of misery. Yeah, I, I certainly he can uh, find ways to cope with with perhaps some struggles there. One stat that I circled about Michigan State and doing some prep today in 2021 with the uh, Kenneth Walker season, Michigan State had a plus 48.2 percentage points difference 
in plays with and without a blown block. So that's run plays where they didn't mess up an assignment. They didn't let somebody run free. 48.2% difference. They were absolutely capitalizing on execution and um, being able to, to make the best of good circumstances. In 2022, that came down to 36.5 and their overall rushing rate uh, success rate fell. So what you saw from Michigan State last year was fewer blocked or fewer plays overall where they had perfectly blocked plays. And when those perfectly blocked plays happened, they didn't have as high of a ceiling on rushing as well. Some bad market fundamentals for Michigan State. They're in a rough place. And, and I, I agree, the schedule certainly makes it hard for them. Yes. Um, and when you have Washington in the non-con, it's just another opportunity for this to go sideways. Real quick on Mel Tucker, I'm not saying there's going to be a hot seat conversation this year, but I think in November we might start that conversation on our level, and they're going to have to worry in 2024. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's extremely fair, and, and maybe ask themselves what we're doing here. Um, I'll toss in a total as well. My my first one for the Big Twelve. Uh, or excuse me, for the Big Ten. Big Ten. Um, I'm going to take uh, Northwestern under three, minus 110 at Circa. Uh, Northwestern under three here. Um, obviously, a little bit of a disclaimer about the Northwestern issues. Uh, Douglas, I don't know if you want to speak to those really quickly, and then I can give my reasoning for this play. Well, we all know there's there's a lot more going on off the field at Northwestern, and and Pat Fitzgerald is now a piece of the past. They've yeah, they've promoted defensive coordinator David Braun. David Braun is that the name? I'm like, where's my Northwestern notes? There we go. David Braun. Eight months ago, he was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota State. So he has gone from a coordinator at the FCS level to a interim head coach at the FBS level, a Power Five school, in just eight months. So there is why we can't just ignore what's going on at Northwestern. There is a a on field handicap item that plays into it uh parker is trying to figure out his mic he is as you've probably figured out traveling but th this this off field and into the courtroom issue at northwestern does have a football effect which is why we cannot ignore it as much as we are not equipped to to have a deep conversation about what's going on there you look at just the David Braun aspect, Northwestern Parker's, I'm going to spoil Parker's pick for him. He's going to bet the under three wins. It's available at Neg 110 at Circus Sports. Our good friends at Circus Sports still have the best odds on that one. And you just, you need a fourth win to bust that. And I don't know how a, a an FCS coordinator eight months ago is going to find his way to busting that. Parker will eventually have a whole bunch of uh, stats that, that baffle me because that's why I'm here to, to make him look smart. He already is when I'm confused by his EPA numbers, but I'm sure those are another aspect of this Northwestern play, not just the off field tumult. And now a 30 second word from our sponsor. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at circus sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rate play circa million where you make five picks against the spread each week with 100% payback. Or join Circus Survivor, where you select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Now let's get back to Never Punt, Never Parlay. 
Absolutely. On field last year, Northwestern was nothing short of a disaster. Douglas, they were 121st in expected points per play margin, EPA, right? That just takes down distance and yard line and uh, puts it into a single point value and helps us understand the value of plays uh, a little bit better compared to something like yards per play or success rate. So they're 121st, 127th on offense and, and a kind of respectable 52nd on defense, but the offense was so bad it didn't matter. Um, they were overall um, second in the nation with nine broken plays on offense. Now, that's not where a play where something went wrong. That's a play where things were so wrong that it completely fell apart. Just absolute disaster plays. Um, and they only had a plus 1.9 percentage point difference in success rate on plays with and without pre-snap motion. So a lot of teams you'll see will be able to use motion effectively to create leverage to overcome deficiencies. Northwestern had nothing. Nothing in the bag. The, no one's coming. The cavalry is not arriving. You cut. You put all of that storm over. Then you look at um, the offseason nonsense. You look at the schedule. They're going to be favored against Howard and UTEP and that might be nobody it. else. That, that, that might is, be it. Uh, so uh, schedule's not great. They're in a bad situation. Um, I, I think this could be an abysmal year for Northwestern as they deal with the fallout of uh, kind of an offseason coaching change. Um, and obviously this guy moving up from an FCS defensive coordinator to an FBS head coach, uh, just in the, in the course of a couple of weeks. It's one of those things that I, I hate all of what's happens there, but on this very specific item, you and I are the kind of people who hear an FCS coordinator jumps up to a power five coordinator and we're excited to see what comes next. We're excited to see what wrinkles he can bring in. And now that's going to be torpedoed given the situation. Uh, David Braun will certainly be coaching with no pressure this year. So maybe he gets a little creative, but I don't, I don't know how they, I mean, they open the season at Rutgers and see what you will. Greg Shiano is going to find a way to make them hurt. It's, it's his bread and butter. They go to Duke and they lost to Duke last year, I believe. And, and Duke is, is this team that will get to the ACC next week, but Duke is good. And those are your games that you're hoping to stack early. It's just an, an ugly situation is going to get worse on the field for Northwestern. Absolutely. And the games you would think they could win uh, potentially if they got something going towards the end of the season are all, all clustered at the beginning too. So just a really bad spot here for Northwestern. Mm -hmm. So I'll take the under there. Um, Douglas, I'm going to point out something really quickly. Um, we, we're, we're about to announce our flyers and talk about a flyer bet, just a bet we think, you know, not going to count against the record, maybe put some pizza money on it. Nothing, nothing intense, but a reason why we might like this bet. And I like that we have similar bets but they're different. That just speaks to the power of shopping, creating angles and looking at these bets differently and how you might go about uh, maximizing your win probability uh, in, in, in long-term gambling by considering options by shopping. If you, if you click or uh, snap rather that little QR code that is in the bottom, looking at this now, looking uh, down here, I think the bottom right of the screen bottom, my right, your left uh, is going to let you sign up um, with, with Betstamp, that's going to be a promo that just goes directly to us, nothing about the, or excuse me, not to us, uh, directly to uh, directly to supporting the show and um, doesn't take anything about whether you win or lose, only only when you sign up. So just a good way to get in there uh, with, with Betstamp and um, find ways to shop uh, for different lines there. So make sure you sign up there. Um, I um, am going to... Let's let's talk about our let's talk about our flyers. I think Douglas, we can say both of them at the same time, and then we can go there. So I'm going to take Nebraska plus 6,500 uh, to to win uh, the Big Ten overall at Bet Rivers, and you have Nebraska winning the West, I believe, at plus 2,000. That can be found at Bet MGM currently. 
Um, so I think we'll yes, talk a little bit about the differences is, here, but talk to me about why you why you might believe in Nebraska, why you might take a flyer on this bet. Well, clearly I'm high on Wisconsin, and we'll get to that further, but I'm, I'm high on Wisconsin. We discussed that earlier, and, we, and I will come back to it. You look at the West, it's seven teams deep, but one of those teams is Northwestern. So it's six teams deep, and I'm not real high on Purdue. So we'll write them off. First-year head coach, return only 11 starters. They get Ohio State and Michigan out of the East. That's a bad draw. You get to Illinois, and yes – Brett Bielema and Jim Leonard are going to have have it out for Wisconsin in a few weeks. We'll see, we'll see if that's enough. The offensive line has some issues. Their quarterback has some issues. So I'm out in Illinois. You get to Minnesota. They're coming up on an offensive cliff. They're losing an all-time program running back, an all-time program quarterback. They're going to lose. They return only two offensive linemen. Pretty quickly here, I'm down to Wisconsin and Nebraska in the West, which is why I'm willing to take that flyer on Nebraska. They pull only Michigan out of the East. And I'm going to say a name here, and I'll be shocked if he wasn't part of what you're about to say. Quarterback Jeff Sims out of Georgia Tech might be an ideal Matt Rule quarterback. He's got 1,600 career rushing yards once you adjust for sacks. They have 120 career starts returning on the offensive line. And I know I'm talking to a stats guy who hears that as a statistic, 120 career returning starts. It's a flawed stat, but it is pertinent. If any position group it's pertinent, it's the offensive line. Nebraska might be able to cook something up, and they've got a favorable schedule. And the West, in my opinion, is not as strong as it usually is. Oh, and I forgot to mention Iowa. Well, they punt too much. <laughs> as as uh, as as viewers of the show will constantly be reminded, Iowa does in fact punt too much. Yeah, you 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 said a lot of my reasoning there. 39th in returning production. Sims is really fun. They get Michigan early at home. They get Iowa at home as well. Rule has shown that he can take programs in certain directions, and uh, particularly that he can kind of patch holes where there are holes in, in a quick amount of time. Um, I don't expect high. You know, I don't expect great things out of Nebraska here, but I do think that. The, the probability of them winning the West is high enough to make this a value bet. You could obviously hedge or cash out in the championship and still come away with money as well. So the flyer with plus 6,500 for the entire, um, the entire conference is probably great uh, or is a good bet. I think that the, the win the West at, at plus 2000 also really, really nice one to make again, just as a flyer, just as a, hmm, what might be an interesting long shot here. Uh, program building is obviously not a one-year process. But Matt Rule does have a history of program building, and they do have some pieces that are really interested, coupled with the returning production and the line. Yeah, I, I think I'm okay saying Nebraska is pretty interesting here. And I think knowing me and knowing you, it will be rare that you take the risk of your play. So I'm glad we get one of those to, to help me feel better when I, you know, like take thousand to one bets every so often. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um okay let's talk about futures and again just to clarify as we're building up this show and 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 the regular cadence so that was a flyer we're not going to count that against their record we're not going to dunk on anyone if we said hey nebraska look i'm so smart we're just saying this is interesting and this is how we would think about maybe making a play here we're going to switch back and take a future for each um for, for the Big Ten here, and this isn't a, a play that we will track, a play that I will absolutely dunk on you if it uh, if it comes to be true. Um, so let's let's start with uh, let's start with your bet, uh, Douglas. Let's talk about uh, your future and again why you want to talk about um, Wisconsin and believe in them. 
It is still the Big Ten West. I am taking Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West. I've got it at plus 130 at DraftKings. And here is where you want to use that QR code because you can use that and just get signed up for DraftKings. There's a shortcut in there to get you to the sports books. And you want to shop around. This is available at even odds at other places. But at DraftKings, it's plus 130. I ran through the Big Ten West there for you. You know how I feel. But it gets better with Wisconsin. They've got Nebraska in Madison as well as Iowa in Madison. Those two aspects alone give them an added advantage, obviously, to win the Big Ten West. And if I'm low, this low on Purdue, if I'm this low on Illinois, if I'm this low on Minnesota, and I'm willing to make it just a two-horse race, Parker can go ahead and keep saying we won't put any money on the Flyers. I will put enough money on Nebraska 20-1 to 1 to protect this Wisconsin at plus 130. If I think it's that much of a two-horse race, I will set myself up there. Maybe I'll look at it a little bit more and think, no, I'll just take Nebraska to win in Madison as an underdog, and that's how I'll cover it. There are ways to protect yourself in those moments if you will feel as strongly as I do that it's that narrow of a field. I didn't take Wisconsin to win the Big Ten as a whole. Because they're going to be about, right now, they'd be about two touchdown underdogs to Michigan or Ohio State. And the hedging and that opportunity against a plus 900 is just going to cut so far into it. I'd rather just take this 130 and be good. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense over there in the West, especially if they're going to go with the over eight and a half. Um, I'm going to flip to the other side of the conference uh, for my future bet here. Um, I actually really, really like Penn State plus 600 at FanDuel right now to win the uh, win the East. And I know, I, I know that, it, look, it's like Charlie Brown holding the football, and you're going to say, look, they're not going to do it. It's not going to happen again this year. But things I like about Penn State, I think they've got a higher ceiling at quarterback now. Um, I think that they get a receiver uh, in, in Dante Cephas from Kent State, who was on the midseason Blitnikoff uh, list. And last week we talked about dudes uh, and wide receivers, and they were only Power 5 guys. Dante Cephas qualifies because he's moving up to Power 5. 6.6 yards after catch, fourteen or 15.5 average depth of target. Dante Cephas is a dude. He gives Penn State an explosive um, ceiling on offense. Um, in 2022, they were um, – 55th in offensive EPA per play, 7th in defense. I expect the defense to be there. They're 24th in defensive continuity, uh, or returning production, rather. And on offense, they were 55th in EPA per play, expected points added. But they're 102nd in returning production. Obviously, turning over the quarterback is going to do a lot of that. Obviously, the loss of um, wide receivers is going to do that. But uh, I think Steve is coming in, and the talent level they have, they're right there. They split. They get at Ohio State. They get home Michigan. And listen to how the schedule breaks down, Douglas. UMass, Ohio State, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan. You're not going to get a back-to-back. You're not going to get a body blow. You've got a lot of time to get some reps and stay healthy. If Penn State can stay healthy, if they can split Ohio State and Michigan, they should make the Big Ten Conference Championship or the Big Ten Conference Championship game. They should be favored over the team in the West. And just using S&P Plus as a uh, kind of back of napkin math here, back of envelope math, 55% 55% chance, not accounting for home field advantage, they win at least one of Ohio State and uh, Michigan. That's all you need to make it to the championship game. I like Penn State plus 600. The implied odds on this are 11, uh, excuse me, uh, Vig, Vig Free are, are 12.18, uh, or excuse me, are 14.29. The Vig Free is, is 12.8. Uh, I think it's a better chance than that, obviously, given the, the 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 implied rate of them winning at least one of Michigan and Ohio State. So call me crazy, but Penn State last year had 
about as good a season as anyone could have asked for. They lost two teams who made the playoff. Otherwise, they beat everyone else on their schedule. Um, they're in a really good spot this year, and I think if they can just get one of those games, they can be in the conference championship and be favored. This this is a bet I like here, Penn State plus 600. The way you were talking about that started me thinking a different paired, so I'm going to kind of riff on it quick. You mentioned if they can split Ohio State-Michigan, you like their odds of making the Big Ten championship game. The easy way to say that's wrong is if Ohio State or Michigan goes unbeaten. Remember, Ohio State-Michigan was the last game of the year. So going into that, you will have a chance with a 6-1 to ticket in your pocket, and you're assuming Penn State can beat the West, as you should assume. You'll have a chance to basically hedge out with whichever team already has that loss in the in the big game to end the season. There's an opportunity there to get Penn State at 6-1, to assume they split those, and then – hedge and protect yourself a little bit in that closing finale. And I like times where you can plan that out ahead of time and set it up in motion in, in July and know, you know, in November, if things go okay for me, I'm in a position to profit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and with futures, you know, there's so much game theory and if then, if that or whatever. But I feel like you've got a couple nice um, either outs or hedges with this Penn State bet as well. And I think there's a decent chance they actually do find themselves in the Big Ten championship game. So, um yeah, that 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 to me is 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 one I like a lot. Um, I think that concludes. Did you have anything else in the Big Ten? I don't think we did. Um, well, you you mentioned Penn State, end. and it makes me think of James Franklin. And I don't know how much money he's making these days, but you know what he could probably use, Parker? He could probably use fourteen million dollars. And you know who could give James Franklin fourteen million dollars if not for NCAA rules and laws and things like gambling <laughs> is outlawed for head coaches of football teams? Circus Sports with fourteen million dollars guaranteed in two contests this football season between the Circus Million with six million dollars guaranteed and Circus Survivor with eight million dollars guaranteed. That's fourteen guaranteed million dollars. That is a James Franklin, Mel Tucker esque take home. Those are both NFL contests. We should note so nobody gets confused. But if you want to join them, it's only a thousand, only a thousand dollars each to get in. You have to register in person at Circa in Nevada by September 9th. and you've got a little more time because it's the NFL. Fourteen guaranteed million dollars to me is enough reason to pause us here and mention that and think about James Franklin and Mel Tucker and even they could use that kind of money. After that, now that we've thought about that, we'll get to the Mac. Things that don't generally invoke ideas of $14 million. Maction, we all know it. We all love it. College football fans have, have – the day will come that the Mac is not on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays every year, and we won't really know how to handle it because it has become such an ingrained part of the college football season. I, I, I hope that day never comes. What a, what, a, what a segue there, talking about $14 million and bringing up the Mac. Um, yeah, I think a couple interesting picks in the Mac here. Uh, I, I will say, I said this to you privately, my model is so good outside of the Mac, and I get absolutely torched every year. And when I see someone post their record in college football and they're not picking every game, uh, yeah, I'm like, look, man, you got to take your lumps in the Mac with the rest of us, all right? It's it's volatile. It's a cruel and vexing puzzle. We, uh, But I think there's still some value to be had in the Mac, and uh, it's certainly fun and certainly um, a huge part of my college football watching experience every uh, every November as we get those weeknight games. Um, let's start with the total. I believe we each have one. Um, I will, I'll defer to you. I'll let you go first. Tell me about your, uh, your favorite Mac total. You know, I, I preached it last week. I'll preach it this week. I'll preach it every week. You know, I like to shop a little behind the scenes here, folks. I create a spreadsheet. So Parker doesn't have to do the shopping himself. He knows where the best lines are available. And in shopping the Mac win totals, I found three teams where I could possibly middle their win total. 
and I looked at them each. Western Michigan, I Lance Taylor is a very intriguing hire, but I don't know that I want to commit two units to trying to middle them. Northern Illinois, I'm down on. Some other people, Parker, are not. Then I got to Ball State. Ball State's win total is under five and a half at FanDuel. You got to pay. It's juiced a little bit to the under, neg 142. Their quarterback went to Illinois. Their star running back, Carson Steele, went to UCLA. They lost most of their receivers. They lost half their offensive line. You like to say, Parker, when it comes to the Big 12, that it's it's a league where it's a development cycle. And I think that's true of the MAC too. you got to figure out who was on the upward trend, upward trajectory of their development cycle. Ball State is on the downward side. People want to tell me, look, they brought in a quarterback transfer. Congratulations. You brought in a quarterback transfer from Texas State. Things that do not get me excited for quarterback transfers from Texas State. No offense to Lane Hatcher. Maybe he has a great year. Even if he does, he won't be able to do it all on his own. I did not end up middling this. I could have gotten it over four and a half because I don't know that Ball State's going to get to five wins. So I'm taking the under five and a half at FanDuel. But I, I, I didn't middle it because I'm that confident in this at this point. I don't think they get to five. This team has lost too much. You bring in a quarterback who started out prolifically at Arkansas State, had an okay season at Texas State. I'm expecting more okay at Muncie, and okay at Muncie this year is not going to get it done. Yeah, I think that that there's an argument maybe for Lane Hatcher and saying like the talent differential between maybe a Texas State and Mac is, I don't know, enough potentially to be interesting. But they come in a situation where they lose – uh, they they lose Carson Steele, and again, I'll reference this graphic every time that I can, but if you just plot a scatter plot of yards before and after contact, um, Ball State was all the way to the left. They were just absolutely one of the worst teams in yards before contact, one of the best teams in yards after contact. The underlying fundamental there is Carson Steele did a lot of lifting in a very bad situation, and um, yeah, it looks like they're going to be a little hollow, unless, I don't know, maybe in Muncie they have Carson Steele's growing on trees. I'm not I'm not sure, but I'd be skeptical. I've been to Muncie, back as and I, I can personally confirm they do not have Carson Steele's growing on trees in Muncie. Yeah, in that case, then, I, under, under five and a half seems like the move here for Ball State. Uh, maybe a rough season there for... Uh, uh, for the boys in Muncie, um, I'm going to take uh, another. I'm going to take another under. So we're going a little negative on the ball on the uh, on the Mac here, but um, we'll get I to refused. the positive. We'll get to the positive. We got positives here in the Flyers and the Futures for sure. Um, Douglas, I I refuse to believe in Jason Candle. I just can't do it. I just can't bring myself. I've seen the evidence. I've considered it, um, and I think they might win the conference this year. But nine wins is so many for a team that absolutely cannot get out of their own way. Last year, they were 62nd in offensive EPA per play. They were 21st in defensive EPA per play, but they were 108th in net field position. Their average starting field position was 113th on defense, uh, 85th on offense, and uh, this offense was just middling all around, even as fun as Daquan Finn is at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they're just really, they're talented relative to the rest of the roster. They're, uh, or their roster is talented relative to the rest of the conference. Um, the issue is that they, they can do some of the down-to-down business of playing football, but I do believe from a programmatic standpoint, they cannot get out of their own way. They are guaranteed to lose a stupid game. You look at their non-con uh, with, um, oh my gosh, I lost my tab uh, for the non-con there. They have Illinois, um, I know, and then they have, I think, Texas Southern, and then they have a... Um, Oh, who's the I didn't write it down, Parker. I'm not going to be able to bail you out. I lost it. I'm going to bail it out live. 
There we go. Switch the tab. I found it. Uh, and uh, excuse me, San Jose State, who's a team I think could could probably probably take a win there. Then you're looking at them having to go what eight and eight, at least eight wins on the and their last next or their 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 next slate. Uh, the kicker for me is that um, they have five of the last seven on the road. Uh, I think they have eleventh in returning production. But again, I think Daquan Finn's ceiling is 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 what it is, and their talent is not well distributed. And the special teams issues here, uh, I just don't trust. I don't trust Toledo to get over that nine win hump. I don't trust them to 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 do much more in terms of um, you know hitting that nine and three. I think it's just a little bit too much with what we've seen out of them this year. So I'm going to go under. Um, on Toledo, I'm going to trust that the, the Jason Candle effect is going to be in the downward direction again this season. You were being awfully polite there. I don't trust Toledo. I don't trust Toledo. I don't. What you mean to say is you don't trust Jason Candle. And yeah. and I went and, and pulled up some history here. And I, I don't I, I didn't warn you about this. This is going to be his ninth season at Toledo. He's won the max twice now, 2017 and 2022. In those other six years. He was, Toledo was never picked lower than second in their division in a preseason media poll. Media poll we're going to use as a, a commiserate to odds because I can't really go pull up past futures odds. Usually, if they were second, it was barely. It was by a point or two in the media poll. You know what his average finish was in those six years where they didn't win the MAC in his division? You're going to tell me it's second. 3.67. He finished in the bottom half of the division as often as he has won the division. Toledo was the odds favorite to win the MAC, and I just they couldn't get it done for years. And now we're expecting them to go back to back. When typically people are high on Toledo, it means Toledo's going to finish fourth. I, I don't understand it, and this is one of the things about the MAC why we like it so much. You get micro uh, microcosms of college football. We have a, a coach here who tried to leave. He tried to go to Miami, if my memory serves me correctly. You get some of the industry here on the struggles of this. It's like, it's like Kent State just lost uh, – where's where'd my note go? I wrote down the Sean name. Lewis I wrote, to Colorado. Lost Sean Lewis to Colorado. Andrew Souter and went to Minnesota. This, yeah. This is where the MAC – it's always been a coach's league, and now they're losing the coaches. The one, the one clear silver lining on this, and I don't have a bet on Akron, but it's Joe Moorhead's second season, and I think – a year or two from now, we could be talking about Akron. The talent deficit right now is still too huge. But I did look up two years ago, before Joe Moorhead got there, they scored 20.3 points per game in the MAC. That improved by a touchdown last year. In one season, he added 6.3 points per game in conference play. There is something there, and that is, that is something to keep in mind with the MAC. It's so often about the coaches, whether they're leaving or you got somebody like Joe Moorhead getting creative. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I will say that the only the only dampening that I would put on that is like there's also some signal when a guy stays in the Mac for too long. So like Jason Candle should have moved on like by now, like if he was going to make that step. And so when you have that coaching effect, that is a little bit of a red flag. It's, it's almost like and I'll, I'll kind of link some stuff here, but like it's almost like Matt Campbell not getting the Notre Dame or the. USC job and you're like oh, okay maybe there's a reason that he's staying in Iowa State that doesn't mean he can't be successful at Iowa State that doesn't mean Jason Campbell can't be successful uh well, you know hey gr look grow where you're planted Douglas but sometimes where a guy's planted does say and how long he's planted there does say a little bit about him so I I'm just very skeptical in uh in, in trusting him um especially with the the back-to-back the -back reality and those five to seven on the road there with the talent level you know, it's it's bigger, but one injury, and we're looking at a spiral season here. So um, I'm going to go under under with Toledo. Um, let's talk about Flyers. Again, looking I have, at timing here, I want to make sure we, we – we I have an exception to your 
Oh. I have an exception to your bit of a coach staying too long, and that is my flyer. Some coaches stay in the MAC because that's where they succeed. Frank Solitaud in Ohio. Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan. He's entering his 10th season. Do you realize that in the this is in program history before he got there, they had seven seasons with six plus wins. They've done that in five of the last six years, if you exclude 2020. When you look at what a program can do, Chris Creighton has raised the roof at, at, at Eastern Michigan so far. And and he opened there three and twenty-one. But since then, they've averaged nearly seven wins a season. I look at them. If I'm down on Toledo, well, then who do I think is going to win that division? I think Eastern Michigan. And I can get Eastern Michigan as high as 8-1 to one at Caesars. And, again, you can just go sign up for Caesars via the QR code there. Bet stamp makes it easy for you. I can get Eastern Michigan at 8-1 to one to win the conference. If I'm down on the front run in the division, why would I not jump on that number two team of Eastern Michigan? Some people have Northern Illinois up there, but if you look at the odds, they're not in that same mix. And so I'm going to trust that discrepancy and lean into Eastern Michigan. Chris Creighton has found a way to win at a place that was previously unwinnable. Last year, they won their first bowl game since 1987. The next thing for them to get done is to go win the conference. Yeah, I like it. And I like what Chris Creighton's done kind of quietly building there. And, and the Michigan schools are interesting. You know, Western Michigan fired uh, Tim Lester, who holds a special place in my heart for being a math guy, for having having a binder. But they felt like he wasn't just being getting them to the top uh, every every so often. But I, I like that. I like that Chris Creighton flyer. Again, it is a coach's league. Uh, I'll even do you one further and say I think it's a coach's league. I also think that uh, quarterback and experience matters here. And look, man, Rocky Lombardi's Rocky Lombardi. We know exactly what that is. Um, shout out to Rocky. I, I, his dad DMs me on Twitter sometimes. I really like talking to him. But uh, he was hurt last year, like very obviously didn't play a bunch and, and had some issues. But when he did play third highest passing grade in the country uh, from Rocky Lombardi for Northern Illinois, when he is healthy, which he is purported to be, they are a different team. That gives them a huge, huge advantage in this conference if he can be healthy. Um, and so I think that the flyer here is you've got to go with the most experienced high ceiling quarterback in the conference. That is undeniably Rocky Lombardi. Um, Oh, are you disagreeing with me? Uh, I can think of another quarterback who might have a higher ceiling, but that I'm going to discuss in a few minutes. But we'll we'll let you finish this. And I won't point out that last year, Northern Illinois went one and two in one score games. You're betting on their 2021 record of going six and one in one score games. That was never sustainable. I think if you wipe out 2021, you get a better idea of this program as a whole. SP Plus considers them the fifth best team in that division. Yes, absolutely agree with all of that. And when we're talking about a flyer here, you're talking about the average. I'm talking about the tail end. I think they've got a tail end of the distribution uh, that no one else has. If you look at the implied odds, uh, so the, 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 the flyer I took was uh, Northern Illinois plus 2,500. 2, uh, and that's 3.26 when you take out the VIG uh, percent, 3.26%. Rocky Lombardi, experienced quarterback, high ceiling. I, I can see it. I can see that, hey, maybe this happens more often than 3.26 by the numbers there. So, again, just a flyer I'm taking, but I, I like the experience of Rocky Lombardi. I think they were a really bad team without him, and with him, they were a pretty okay kind of bad team. And uh, and so whether he can be healthy for the entire season uh, really, really raises their ceiling. I'm happy for you that you're making that bet. It is the rare <laughs> moment where I think you're you're well off base. But that's that's what we're here for, for me to look foolish by saying you're wrong. Or you to roast me. I don't know. The people like that, too. Look at my Twitter mentions, man. Now it gets you, get you, get you some uh, engagement there. <laughs> well, I will say you mentioned Rocky Lombardi might be the best quarterback in the conference. Are you forgetting about Ohio's Curtis Work? 
he is it, it's become a, a common aspect of life that Ohio has a good quarterback. They're returning 15 starters. And now here's the bar, part that sold me on Ohio. Do you know what their against the spread record was in conference play last regular season? Uh, I know they were like 10 and something. They're like 10 and 2 in, in the, on the season. I'll give you a clue. They the played season. eight conference games in the regular season. Yes, they went 8 no against the spread. Yep. Yep. You, with an improved offensive line, 15 returning starters, and a quality quarterback, I will gladly take Ohio at plus 280 to win the conference available via DraftKings. I will take that and I will chuckle. I think Ohio should be ahead of Toledo in this conversation. That's in part because Toledo won last year, Jason Candle, yada, yada, yada. But the fact that I'm getting this at a dollar better than you can get Toledo, I am thrilled with that. Yeah, I love that. And I think, again, it's a similar thought process for Northern Illinois. Go for the high ceiling experience quarterback. They've got the returning production on their side. Um, I do believe Northern Illinois is 12th in returning production. I don't know. I said that out loud, but I think they're pretty high as well. But I like this a lot. I think that they're solid. And the difference that they have uh, versus Toledo for, for um, Ohio there is that they? Uh, I, I think their variance is much smaller. Toledo, way higher variance. And a lot of times when you're the favorite, that variance is only going to hurt you, right? Um, the weirder things get as the favorite, the, the worse you're going to be. Ohio, a little bit more steady Eddie, a little bit more consistency, a little bit more doing the business of special teams without so much nerve wracking and nail biting. Um, I like this play. They've been a quietly consistent team. And I think a lot of people thought they were going to fall off the face of the earth when um, uh, Coach Solich uh, retired. But I do think that... Um, I do think they are consistent. I like this one a lot. Um, I am realizing in our notes now, I don't have a, I don't have a future. Uh, so I'm just going to say my flyer is Northern Illinois. I, yeah, I, know, I, I, know. I made sure, and I believe your claim was, I'm scared of the Mac. I don't like watching midweek football. You definitely didn't say any of that. Okay, I didn't say either of that. What I think I said was what I said earlier, is that the Mac is a cruel and vexing puzzle. Uh, my record is not amazing with the Mac. So I like the flyer of Northern Illinois. Um, and I like the under on Toledo, but I don't know that I have a value play. And uh, far be it from me, Douglas, to give action just to have action. Uh, and so I'm going to respect I the process there. I am not giving action. Not, not giving action, just give action. I am effectively fading Toledo with my two futures plays. The flyer of Eastern Absolutely. Michigan is fading Toledo in the division. And the futures play of Ohio is fading Toledo in the conference. So in that sense, we're very much aligned with your initial underplay. So while we're at it, Parker, you want to rip through your plays for the week, recap them, and then we we wrap it up. I, I'm going to tell you right now that we have an Iowa comment that I want to make sure gets thrown on screen before we sign off. Oh, love it. Uh, love it. Yeah, so my uh, mine for the Big Ten, I like um, Northwestern under three. You can get that at minus 110 at Circa. Last I checked, uh, Penn State plus 600 at FanDuel to win the conference again just doing some back of the back of the envelope math on um their win probabilities in splitting michigan and ohio state uh and then the flyer i took for big 10 was nebraska plus 6500 a lot of returning production a lot of returning offensive line like what matt rule is doing there in the mac i'm going to go toledo under nine minus 105 at DraftKings. i'm trusting the jason campbell effect is directionally downward um jason candle excuse me uh effect is directionally downward and then for northern illinois um uh, is my flyer at plus 2,500 to win the conference. We're trusting the high ceiling of an experienced quarterback in Rocky Lombardi who should be healthy this season. Uh, Douglas, what do you got for plays today? Uh, my leadoff was Wisconsin over eight and a half wins this year. You can get that at minus 130 at DraftKings. Braylon Allen will just be too good in that high profile offense. Got Michigan State under five. That's plus money, plus 110 at Circus Sports. Circus Sports just giving away money this year. That is my other win total of the Big Ten. My flyer is, is in line with yours. Nebraska 20 to 1 to win the Big Ten West. Only the West. And my real bet 
is Wisconsin plus 130 to win the West. That's available via DraftKings. In the MAC, I went under Ball State's five and a half. You're paying some juice, neg 142 at FanDuel, but I think five is just far and away too high. And then I'm taking a flyer in Eastern Michigan to win the, the MAC at eight to one at Caesars. And then I'm going to be comfortable with Ohio at plus 280 via DraftKings to win the MAC to wrap up our plays today on Never Punt, Never Parlay part of the Hammer Betting Network on the Hit the Books HQ feed. Now, Never Punt, Never Parlay was not intended to fade Iowa. And I have to point out that we had somebody show up in our comments and say they played Iowa to win the Big Ten West today. So, Mikey Lobetz, thrilled for you. Um, are you going to have fewer than six punts per game this year? I, I'm I, 25 points per game is the contract incentive for Brian Ferentz, and I suspect we will mention that over and over again this fall. Yeah, we need a we need a tracker. Maybe we get a graphic that's uh, Iowa points per game traffic tracker. I'm just gonna but, write uh, it on legal pad and hold it up <laughs> every week. That's much more appropriate than any graph is the legal pad there. Um, yeah, Douglas, always a good time. Enjoy doing these, and we will be back next week with. Um, I don't even know if we've decided on who we're doing next week. Do you want to decide right now on air? We've decided. Don't don't play coy. ACC Conference <laughs> USA, and since we're doing the ACC, we'll probably discuss a small team in Northwestern Indiana. Yeah, I think that I think that fits well. And uh, I wasn't being coy. I just legitimately forgot. And now I remember that we do have a schedule and we are planning for the show and doing prep. And it's very fun. Hope that all of you will join us. Make sure you like subscribe the hammer uh, and uh, hit the books HQ over on YouTube. Follow Douglas on Twitter at D underscore farmer me on Twitter at stats of war. And with that, we are out for this week. (laughs) 